0: Anthony Ferraro, Dan Mancina, two blind guys, collide to bring you Four Bad Eyes Podcast.
1: (laughs) Stop it. Welcome back, Four Bad Eyes. Dan Mancina.
2: I'm Anthony Ferraro. And? Luke Seminer.
1: Simoner, we got a, a special guest today—a uh, two or four bad eyes, two good eyes. This episode, um, Luke, we met a couple years ago um, over the just over social media, talked yeah. a bunch, and then today is actually the first time that I've met you in person, in the flesh. So, um, Luke, give us a little introduction.
3: Yeah, so my name's Luke Simoner. Cool. I am the CEO and co-founder of Clusive. Inclusive.io, we're the world's first e-learning platform built for and by blind and visually impaired people. And uh, met met Dan uh, just thinking he was a badass and what he was doing and reached out. And Dan gave us a lot of good feedback and been friends ever since, kind of just growing
1: an idea into a real thing. Mm -hmm. It's evolved quite a bit from the first idea to now. Now you're up and running, though. About to fully launch, right?
3: Yes, yes. May May 2nd, 2022 this is a big deal. The world's first
1: is going to launch. Yep. So we... So I guess we need a big bit about your background. What um, kind of
2: brought you, like, leading up to Clusive? Like, I know you're here now doing all the stuff with it, but, like, give us what brought Luke there. Like, where did it start? How did you get here? So it started...
3: <clears throat> it started when I was a kid, really. So I was born to, like, a single mom, abject poverty, like, just... Not necessarily the fun stuff, right? And I was diagnosed with dyslexia when I was seven. And they, uh, back then, I'm 29 now, so it was like <clears throat> 97. They treated that like a form of mental retardation. So they threw me in a trailer back behind the school. Mm-hmm.
1: Didn't think, because you couldn't read or um, something, they thought
3: you didn't? No, I, I actually read above grade level. It was just like dyslexia, like solving math differently. Oh, you were numbers. I was horrible with math. This Like closer to dyscalculia. They probably yeah. misdiagnosed me, but yeah. I didn't go back to the same guy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and so they literally they had a trailer back behind the school and they just said oh you're dumb like you know and that was like my K through 12 experience and you know you fast forward I joined the army did a bunch of stuff got hurt in Afghanistan and then um, somehow wound up in software engineering through a long journey and uh, the company I worked for my very first software engineering job they came under Title three litigation for ADA noncompliance right Mm
1: -hmm. and
3: so their their insurance rating app wasn't accessible. And they were going to pay this consulting firm, like, half a million dollars. Uh, It was going to take three months to cure. And they would have had to, like, settle the lawsuit. It was going to be, like, a mess. And I said, I suggested to the CTO then, I said, you know, what if we 1099 my stepdad who happens to be blind? And, uh, you know, I'll sit him next to me where he finds a break in the app. I'll just implement a fix in the code. And they gave me the shot. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, we did that and in seven working days we mitigated this lawsuit right so I get like a raise a promotion I'm on cloud nine I'm stoked and I turned to my stepdad my mom married him when I was like 26 I was 27 at this point so I like barely really knew the guy you know and he's just super downtrodden and uh, the uh, I'm like what's up man why are you you upset like we just did a great thing and he tells me he says Luke for the first time in my life I feel intellectually valued it sucks because it's never going to happen again and that is when it like hit me like man I already fought for this country once and like now there's a I I come to learn there's a population in our country that's just like you know relegated to menial labor for menial wages Mm -hmm. how do I fix and that's what started the journey man
1: dang dude that was your stepdad yeah yeah how did how did your mom and your stepdad meet was he blind when they when they met
3: <laughs> he was he so he was like a mechanic when he was younger working on like cool classic cars he was like, born, mm-mm, born no enough. type 2 diabetes when he was like 26 mm. 27 and wow. so he went from working on like classic badass cars like old challengers plymouth road runners like super cool stuff to uh being stuck packing toilet paper for like less than minimum wage yeah dang and yeah, and so he lost his vision when he was 27 and he at this point was like 55 and he'd been packing toilet paper for the, in the same job for the same money in the same place the whole time. And I was like, "Dude, no." Like, did your mom have to work?
2: Yes. To support uh, as well?
3: Yeah. And so it was um, obviously like less than optimal, right? <laughs> and just learning about that as it started me understanding like the, the statistics of the problem, right? Where where does the problem go? And I don't want to get into the, the pitchiness of the, the business side of things, but, yeah, yeah. That's, you know, that's what started it.
1: Well, I mean, wait, so he was how old when he started losing his sight?
3: 27, 26, 27. 27. Okay, so he
1: was blind when he met your mom already?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. They met on, like, Plenty okay. of Fish or some shit like that. Gotcha. I was just
1: wondering. <laughs> oh, I wonder how they connected. I wonder if his friends were...
2: How long was he in your life for? I'd like, or how early on? So he wasn't really in my life for
3: all that long. And unfortunately, like, my my family, we've had some, some family, uh, they got divorced, and we had some familial mm. stuff after the fact. So we're, like, not all that close anymore. Um, but he was in my life for, like, two years. Okay. And so, good dude. Like, no bad blood there.
1: 27 but, to 29, pretty much. Yeah. He came in your life for the reason he was supposed to be there, and then then he moved on. Yeah, inspired inspired the fight.
2: So when he, like, said that to you, like, you know, finally have value and it's never going to be like this again, like, how did that make you feel?
3: And it hit me so hard because, like, being told I was stupid in school, Mm -hmm. all I ever wanted was to be intellectually valued too. It was like a trigger almost. Hardcore. Hardcore trigger. Okay. And, like, I knew that was my next fight, like, you know. The whole veteran suicide epidemic, I'd lost a lot of friends to that. And so, like, that's why I always kept moving. Like, every summer I moved. I, I lost
2: a lot of friends to suicide, too. Yeah. It's yeah.
3: Brutal. It's, it's brutal. And, you like, yeah, there's nothing you can, you feel like it's all your fault, but there's nothing you could really do, and you have to, like, move
2: past it. It makes the whole world around you dark. It, it does. really does. It puts, a, like, a, a damp vibe on everything.
3: And For me, I felt like I was next, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: It's very, a very normal thought.
3: And uh, to me, like, the the big piece of that was, you know, this is my next mission. Like, it was a blessing. It was a blessing that this was my next fight. I had something that was worth doing. It gave you that
2: purpose, like, that drive, like, I have something to work towards. Like, I'm going to make a change. Oh, yeah, and that
3: change, like, for perspective, man, like, I, you know, I can't measure what other startup founders go through and stuff, but, like, Mm. for me... I pitched 185 venture capitalists, venture capital firms, this idea, and 185 of them told me I was a, an idiot. <laughs> Crazy, just like back in yeah. school. Yeah, they're like, you're stupid. This will never work. You want to sell to the government? You want to help blind people? Who cares? Like, blah blah blah. This and like, I, there's not enough money in it. There's yeah, not they, much the people. government's got that covered. Like, yeah, and but you know what? Like, 186, man, 186. <laughs> Tell you what, we got our first check.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, Talk to us about just explain one eighty six real quick.
3: So one eighty six, the hundred eighty sixth investor um, was our first investment in Declusive. It was a hundred k check, um, and so it took me like for perspective on timeline, it took me like a year and a half to get to number one hundred eighty six, essentially person that I'd pitched, and then we got into like the the one of the top accelerators, TechStars for the business, mm-hmm. and within two months we'd raised eight hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Just Mm -hmm. after getting to that one, yes.
1: Yep. It's all about that first one.
2: How did that? At what number were you like? And be be real. Was there a number in there where you were like, I don't know if we're gonna get there now. Two hundred. Like eighty. Like eighty (laughs) five. Were you like, "I, I don't know. This just isn't looking good. Man,
3: I had a spiritual experience. Genuinely, like, I don't know if it's like this for everybody starting a business or how it was for you guys even starting this podcast and growing it and like but for me it was truly spiritual. Like I, I journaled this saying and it's faith so strong, it's merely fact. And like, mm-hmm. I didn't give a damn if it took me 30 years, mm-hmm. like this mission fucking mattered. Excuse my French. Like that, uh, that, that was the ultimate thing is like when I, when I committed myself and realized I would die doing this cause I thought it mattered enough, mm-hmm. people started to see it, you know? Yeah. Like you talk to them and they're like, damn, I don't know if I think this kid's idea is, like, good business, but, like, he's going to do something.
2: He has, like, pure... He wants this. Like, it's not just someone pitching an idea for money. Like, you have purpose behind this. You have, It means something to you. And that's where the strongest businesses survive because when you're starting a business, it's it gets demoralizing, especially a startup. Like, it's, like, it's so many pitches, so many... You have to talk to so many investors. There's so many things you have to... Just to create the business, like to make it an actual business, there's so many steps. Mm -hmm. And when people see that out in front of them, you know, they get through step like five or seven and then they're discouraged and just give it up.
3: Yeah, I I genuinely don't know how people start businesses just for money. I mean, like I had nothing against those folks whatsoever. (laughs) I appreciate and I admire it. But like, man, you get hit in the face so many times. Like if I didn't realize that what I was doing was so much bigger than just Luke it would mm. you know, I don't know. I probably would have went back to just, like,
1: being a software engineer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: it's, uh,
1: it's intense, dude. Um, it was. Are we going to say it?
2: Oh, no. Oh, say it.
1: Um, Yeah, I guess the, I kind of want to get a little bit more into exactly what Inclusive does. I guess we can kind of yeah.
3: peel mean, back a couple yeah, more I layers.
1: And so we you pair up i guess is the main objective to pair up vision paired people with um jobs that are worth having
3: kind of like yeah. so i you know the first thing i ran about um won't say the company name cuz we shut it down but the first thing i like started up and ran with was um, you know, making e-commerce accessible and trying to, like, help the internet in general become more accessible, and people are like, I, I, I don't care, I, whatever, you know, that sounds expensive.
2: Um, I'll tell you right now, it's so frustrating yeah, when e-commerce isn't accessible.
3: Oh, and it's it's ridiculous. That's when
1: I was on board. I was like, <clears throat> yeah, I'm a believer in this. I have, you know, experienced this every day, pretty much.
2: Me, me and Dan talk about it on the podcast, yeah. like, how frustrating those mm-hmm. just little things can be.
3: And it's, well, and that's the thing is like your average, average, like a user experience designer doesn't even consider, you know, doesn't consider accessibility. It's not just accessibility, it's usability, right? Like Mm -hmm. you can meet all the standards in the world and say, oh, we're WCAG, we're 501, like whatever. That doesn't matter if your, if your shit's not usable. Like, is it a delightful user experience for someone rolling through with a screen reader? Mm -hmm. And, or is there a constant distraction between every item? And like. How are you? In e-commerce, my biggest thing was like I'd look on like these big company websites, and I don't want to get sued, so I won't say their names, but like big, big merchandise companies, right? Like ones that we all have stuff from, Mm -hmm. and they're like describing a sweater, and they're like, "It's a green sweater," but no, this shit has like tiger stripes, and it's Mm -hmm. velour, and it's green, and um,
1: yeah, there's no way to know really what you're getting until you actually get the item, in most. Well, yeah, things, like things,
3: things. It, it doesn't enable people to have their agency and like and it doesn't it doesn't enable
1: people to be independent and no. to, and to have the equal um, experience shopping online as as the average person. So
2: I think we have Kelly wants to say something real quick.
1: I just want to say, from building software perspective, since that's what I do, um, it's also just not even thought about in the budget too. So the poor UI, UX designers, they don't even. Like, they, it's not even factored not even on the in. Reader, it's yeah. like no one from the higher-ups are pushing for it when they're so tight on other areas. So it's like, if anyone's hearing this, add it to your budgets.
3: Oh, and, and you're going to love you're gonna love when we dig in further, the than Kelly. Yes, you'll, I you'll will. You'll appreciate I'm all such this. Special tech-
1: guest, Kelly Ferraro. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, that's Anthony's wife. Hey. It's Anthony's wife you've never them, seen her before. Put them in your budget so I that's can make right. it happen. Yeah. I push for it, too so that's that's when i first met you that was the original idea that we're digging into yeah
3: um i realized that just didn't it didn't solve the problem right like
2: the the e-commerce it's 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 just a a small piece
3: it's a piece of the pie but like i look at it right and and how how systemically do you affect true change not like the political shit where you're like i want to do this like now like truly affect things that'll have an impact long after we're all dead and Mm -hmm. the way you do that is by having the people from that demographic get into consistent leadership positions and i'm not talking like president or or even government i'm saying like they're running companies or they're leaders within companies and it's like okay well how do we get blind the blind visually impaired population to be leaders within salesforce within oracle within google within you know
2: you name it Mm -hmm. and have one of them being a project manager or yeah
3: running customer success running customer support you know like mm -hmm. any and all of these things you know when someone when a blind person is running product at a big web company like like big commerce or wordpress or something like that that's when shit changes and it's like how does how do we start the path to get there it might be after i'm dead that that occurs perhaps it's years or whatever but you know like the how do you start that how do you
2: start the conversation with everyone mm. and it's yeah. the skills
3: it's the training i can't control what the internet does right now but i can control the, the quality of training available to the blind visually impaired population because i can make it mm-hmm. uh, with badass blind people <laughs> and right. like that made it
1: by the blind for the blind yeah
3: yeah and, and so once what you know you give it five years right and someone who graduates from inclusive is going to be working at one of these companies and they get promoted and then they get promoted again, and now they're a leader talking at a conference. And I dare someone to say accessibility doesn't matter. Then mm-hmm. that's to me that's my strategy.
2: <laughs> how did you? Um, <clears throat> how did you get all these blind people? Like, how did you develop your team? Man, so like,
3: and this is like a life hack for anybody that owns a company out there wants to test product out there. If you go to any state vocational rehab agency and you say, "Hey, I want some work experience, folks," they will. They will literally ask the people that are in vocational rehab right now, which is where if you if you lose your vision or you've already lost your vision or you're trying mm-hmm. to get into a new job, um, that's where you go to get trained up, right? Dan does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's part I'm part of that's part of the vision rehabilitation system. Yeah. Literally Dan's a VRT. itching, itching to get these kids, <laughs> high school kids and adults yeah. back into the workforce. Yeah. Off of social security, all this stuff. It's right? really sad. That is the number one goal is to get somebody a job
2: yeah, yeah. And so if you more
1: experience. Yeah. so were
2: you giving these people jobs from the vocational school uh, centers? No not immediately so yeah what
3: I was saying is like it's a it's truly a hack this is a hack for all business owners out there you go to your local vo- vocational rehab agency or division of blind services whatever it may be and you say hey I want some work experience folks and what that means is that they'll ask some people say that you know you tell them how many you want you want three people five people whatever one person doesn't matter they find that person who kind of fits qualifications or has the ambition or interest in what you're doing or offering, right? The state will pay them and they're not paying them a lot. It's like minimum mm-hmm. wage, but no less the state pays them to essentially be your intern for a, almost an unlimited amount of time. Like you get like Bam, two yeah. to three months mm-hmm. and it's like, that's what happened is the people that loved working at inclusive mm-hmm. and like could really adapt to the startup environment where like, you know, shit's flying 70 different directions a day. Mm-hmm. Dan's been on those calls. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. pretty wild. And, um We hired him, you know? Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, cool, you get it. You want to do this? Boom, let's go. And all of a sudden, like, one of them was a 17-year-old kid named Levi. He was, like, the school wasn't providing him any accessible curriculum or anything like that, but he was so smart. This kid had Logic Pro on his computer, the sound editing thing, mm-hmm. and he made a Sonic logo for Clusive. Wow. And so mm-hmm. now our app, when you log in, <laughs> we have a Sonic logo that identifies us. Like that's an cool.
2: audio sound, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, oh, like that's when is you turn so on your cool. PlayStation or, or anything like that. Yeah, like you. Open, I never knew that. Oh, like that. Yeah,
1: like
2: that. Like, like, yeah. Like Sega used to have, right?
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. exactly. We've got a. Uh, oh, I didn't bring my machine, but I'll have oh, to play maybe. it for you guys. Give like, us a
2: demo yeah. of
1: what it can you do. <laughs> just, just imitate it. Come
2: on.
3: <laughs> no, so like, I can't even imitate it. I'll send it to you guys. But no, like, so I'm talking to the 17 year old kid. And he's like, oh, by the way, I got on Logic Pro, made you this badass thing. Oh, yeah, by the way, my mom has to braille my homework for me, so I'm going to be a little late today. What? And, yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck? And, and then he's like, yeah, you know, so the base of it's chaos theory, but then there's like a little bit of, you know, like he's referencing these things and these like, <laughs> like there's like some Fibonacci patterns in the sound. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? And this kid is so smart. And the high school system's like, ah, you know, whatever. Dude. And we need,
1: I need to talk to him and his parents on that.
2: This oh, yeah. really oh, brings up, yeah. for me, when I was in high school, I, by the time I was like a junior, senior, like freshman, sophomore year, Got by no problem with math and everything. Really smart. Like, did everything in my head. Using Braille?
3: Or, or yeah, so Braille. I used
2: Braille mostly. And then once Braille got too technical and no one was around to, sh- like, teach mm-hmm. me the more technical stuff, because I was in a sighted high school, it was almost like I got... I I was had a tiny bit of vision at the time, and they had me drawing with, like, a marker on a piece of paper to try and see out the equations. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point where they weren't even, like paying attention to me anymore. So it was like, they just, just, just like, get by and clap. It through. was so, dis- so like, so that really right? doing you a dis- disservice, a
1: disservice. Yeah.
2: Uh, uh, great school. But that, right. you know, that wasn't even the school's fault. It's, it's the way like you're saying how mm. the whole system mm. is developed Well, they, they take it for granted. And like, uh, tell me if
3: you guys agree, this is a good research poll right here. I have, I've noticed like the, there is no middle ground. It is either people are mainstreamed like you, Anthony, where you're like, "Hey, thrown into the school," and they're like, "Hey, figure it out." You know, I don't care what happens, figure it out. Or they're done like kind of what was done with me. They're throwing you in a trailer back behind and they surround you with six adults who do everything for you, and it's like I, you know, it seems like there's no middle ground of really success. Yeah, I think like in the school system from the 100%. school system. By, this yeah, I right. think
1: that's more of a. Uh... Economic thing too. How much you know? Where wh- where you raised How much money is in that school system? Um, I was
2: really fortunate to go to like a school for the blind in my early years, yeah. so they yeah. gave me the tools I needed to be proficient in the sighted yeah. world. But yeah.
1: that comes down to I think the parent exactly. getting their child in the, the right school district. So resources, and even having you know having to move.
2: And Dan and I were fortunate to have parents that were like the, our moms were both serious fighters for like yeah. the right Everything. you know accommodations <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no. no. I mean, because um, these these, there's a lot of things put in place there, but a lot of them aren't even like made aware to people.
1: Mm-hmm. But you're right, because there are, you know, probably millions, right? Yeah, millions of kids who are,
0: uh, oh yeah,
3: just
1: put in the back trailer, man, or just pushed through and you if, know parts of the country, parts it, of the world where you're not even given a cane. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, and that's, stuff like
3: that. Well, and wow. I just learned how expensive some of that stuff is. Like in yeah, the pro- yes. in the process of building this company and like meeting other like people who are trying to innovate in the assistive tech space. Like, mm-hmm. man, all this technology that makes a big difference to the, the quality of life. So expensive. Like six hundred dollars for a cane that falls apart and just vibrates all the time, but it's supposed to tell you where shit is. And it's like,
2: dude, what? a braille like, note six thousand dollars. Yeah. Whoa. A braille note to, to yeah. be able to take notes in school. That's not a huge. So, first of all, a huge clunky braille writer, right? A yeah. Perkins braille writer is the 800- only kind you can it's get. Like, it's like six to $800. Do they have it patented or some shit? Or like, it's, why is there no. I don't get it. There's other ones that let's, aren't as good. Let's but, make one. But no, they, the braille <laughs> note it, yeah. is like a computer, a braille computer, essentially. That's a refreshable that's like, braille. Yeah, screen. refreshable braille. Those shits, I've seen. $6,000. Six I needed that in school. I, I had to get it. And I had to get it. On my own, like, with, thank God my parents helped, but, like, some people are not fortunate enough to get those, you know, and that yeah. really, it, it's it's really sad.
1: Yeah, the price of that stuff, because they're, they're you know, the way our system is set up, unless there's, you know, tens of millions of people buying something, it's going to be expensive. Thousands of people buying it.
2: You know? Talk to me more about the job, though, aspect of it, because... I- <clears throat> There's so many blind people that leave school and then just don't get jobs. And I'm really interested about or get paid nothing. And I'm really interested about what Clusive is doing, like your process.
3: Yeah, so so as of now, in the future we like seek to open it up wider and wider and wider. But as of now, you have to be enrolled in vocational rehab, um, or or some other contracted trainer essentially that can build a state to get clusive. But mm-hmm. Once you get Clusive, once you get enrolled, the first course, there's two types of courses. There's the professional skills course, which is like the de facto first thing. Um, and then the second course is vocational specific. And like, so like break it down really, really quick. The, the professional skills course, we start out with uh, both the email platforms, Gmail and Outlook, the biggest things that are used at mm-hmm. almost every company, right? So, not just like how you use those platforms, but how you combine them into one inbox on your machine so that you have an easier time doing it.
2: Easy workflow. But,
3: but then also like setting your signature so you look professional AF, right? And then like how you navigate that inbox, create folders, like stay organized, the tips and tricks and the things that like sighted people take for granted and they don't realize that there's 17,000 17, fucking barriers
2: to do that with a screen reader. It's so true. <laughs> I, I have my wife it, helped me so much. Yeah,
1: that's why I think it's important to again reiterate that it's. You know, designed and worked on by blind people yeah. for blind people, that's and this, this is where important. this is like that's where that comes in so crucial in like developing you know the actual training for those things specifically for the visually impaired and blind.
3: Yeah, it's, it's it'd be impossible without it. Like our yeah. company, oh, and the proud flex point, Dan, proud flex. We should all choose to this one at least mentally because there's podcast equipment here. Oh, the, my water. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> um, the oh, it fell to your, it fell to your left, Anthony. Um, but the. Um, No, Clusive is now 70% blind, visually impaired employees. Mm -hmm. The team, the company, the whole company. Yeah, it's huge. (laughs) Round (laughs) of And, um, like, super proud of that, and that number's only going to go up. Because, like, we found that, like, the creating of our content, the creating of our processes, like, has to be that way. But all all that being said, so we do the email platforms, um, and then we go into the, the, the digital meeting platforms, Right zoom teams Mm. google meets how do you use them all how do you integrate an external microphone so you also sound fresh how do you set your camera up and blur your background because you know especially in an interview process even if you are blind visually impaired the expectation to have your camera on is like still very high absolutely like how do you get into competitive integrated employment by being and that's like a government term but how do you you got to be competitive and so Mm. blurry how do you blur your background how do you set your camera up all the intricacies and then we also go into like the etiquette right because one thing like at our company when we hire someone new we bring someone into inclusive uh, especially like if they're sighted for example um and you know we have stand-up and 70 percent of our employees are blind visually impaired um you know and they just start talking without saying who they are no one knows whose voice that is and so it's like hey no 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 no. you gotta stop Mm -hmm. and say Mm -hmm. hey Mm -hmm. you know this is this is luke speaking um you know I'm, I'm team engineer blah 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 and you introduce yourself and then like for the first few times or until someone tells you that they've learned your voice like you say Yeah, some social
1: you skills, social etiquette and, and, that kind of stuff.
3: and in the course we teach the blind client the blind student of Clusive how to say that professionally like hey man You know in a way that's not abrasive or makes people feel any sort of different way You're just like hey man, you mind saying your name first few times you talk so I can learn your voice and like mm-hmm. that easy You're now a competitive like part of the team and there's, there's nothing different about it. And so we go through the etiquette too, and then we go into cloud storage Google Drive, uh, Dropbox, Box.
2: Is there yeah. someone doing one on one sessions? Is that how it works?
3: No. So we build this content kind of like MapQuest. So you can you read it asynchronously or remotely at your own pace. So you can be at home, logged in inclusive. Excuse me, that modello got me. I had to move. Um, I'm a man of culture. And so the. Uh, um, You know, you can take this at your own pace and essentially we'll link. So if it's like, you know, learning Zoom, there'll be a Zoom link at the bottom to join a demo meeting that's set up and you can like test what you're learning right on the spot. Mm -hmm. Um, But we give you the JAWS steps and we also kind of like crawl, walk, run the JAWS training. Um, Eventually we'll have it to other screen readers, but for now it's all JAWS. But essentially like, you know, we start with like maybe the slowest but simplest way to get to something you're tabbing through. And then the the next iteration of that like, hey, man, use a links list, hop down to here, boom.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Those nine steps mm-hmm. are now two steps. You know? And then, like, oh, I, I use the header key. Boom. Now I'm right in the headers, and like I'm going exactly where I want to go.
2: But really diving into those nine steps makes you able to make that map in your head to know, okay, this is where I'm jumping to and, and I was things like say that. that. It's yeah. really important. <clears> it helps so you
1: understand the, better, the full layout of the actual page and exactly. stuff like that. Yeah.
3: And we have, we have essentially a battle map of every application that you're learning. So that in your head you can say, okay, you know, I know that the logout button's in the in the in the top right. I know that this, you know, knowing the geography, if you will, of certain features, it, we found is like a great way to increase the retention of like mm-hmm. how to use a certain app. Um, mm-hmm. But after after all the uh, the cloud storage, the next thing and final things we do. Um, you know, I was a recon guy in the army, so I created a tactical battle map of your disclosures and your accommodations. Mm-hmm. And so we had the University of Texas Law School help us out with the uh, the accommodation and disclosure laws. But it's a truly a tactical battle map of like, hey, you know, I'm in the interview process. When do I disclose and when is it most advantageous mm-hmm. to me so I don't subject myself to undue biases? What was her name who helped out? That was, it, was it the no, lady the, that I met? No, that was... Um, who was that lawyer? She was amazing, dude. That was, um,
1: What's
3: her name? Oh, I don't remember now. But oh,
1: she was amazing. I, we, I, She was on a call and she was just like the most badass, like oh. advocacy. Oh man. Yeah. Woman I've ever heard speak. Yeah. I got it. I got to figure that I out. I thought that was, that was tied in with that, with Mm-mm. that firm, but no.
3: Okay. No, no, no. It wasn't a firm. It was the University of Texas law school. Oh, we had, school. Okay. We got into like an accelerator with them, um, like a business program. Gotcha. And they gave me a bunch of law students to do stuff, and I was like, "Well, I'm not getting sued for anything." So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and then how we do did, we keep it that way? <laughs> <laughs> and then we did accommodations, which is like, you know, it's crazy. I won't name names, but we uh, we've talked to some of the biggest companies in this nation, people that you would think are the tip of the spear, if you will, of like inclusive hiring, and
0: mm-hmm.
3: they don't like if they hire a blind person, right? That person doesn't show up there knowing who
2: to talk to about getting jaws on their work machine.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: and it's like bro you're the leader like, what dude i'll go out him right now freaking open to chase business account oh yeah i wouldn't put braille on my cards what yeah. no braille on my cards no. chase no braille chase. He, Wells fargo did it for me
1: offered you a piece of paper they offered sleeve. me a
3: piece of paper sleeve with braille on it that you could easily oh my choose. god jp morgan chase exclusive
2: banks through you please yes. fix Yes. Uh well, wait, you're talking a, are you think about a, banks you. Are you
1: talking about a credit card?
2: Yeah, no, I'm talking about credit card and ATM card. You found
1: like, somebody who does a credit card with Braille?
2: Uh, Wells, oh, Wells Fargo. Fargo does. Shout out to we Wells Fargo. They print the Braille on the card and it's very good. Wow, I didn't know they and, and did that. Chase they offered me a piece of paper to put over the card. Yeah. That could easily like it was just so Could've unpractical. So the second it, it goes in you your two. wallet it gets worn down. It, it's it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's like
1: but But, to your point, Luke, yeah, every time I talk to somebody about any kind of accessibility, no matter how small or how big the company is, you always have to go through like X amount of people before you even get to anybody who has any idea of of how things should be handled or talked about with with uh, accessibility and stuff like that.
3: yeah, it's it's a you know, and it's a it's this thing where like you can't fault them for their ignorance because part of the societal problem, right? like what we're all talking about, And for the rest of the world, people listening to this podcast probably know, but for the rest of the world, you know, a lot of the blind, visually impaired population is relegated to working in a warehouse for less Mm -hmm. than minimum wage. And that's why you don't see them. That's why you don't know them. That's why they're not your neighbors, because they have to plan where they live based off of a handicapped bus route, which each city has like one. Preach. And it's like, it's like, yo, that that's why you don't get it so, like, yeah. I I don't fault you, but like, here's the, here's the deal. No, it is ignorance. Dan, Dan and Anthony and me are here to tell you the whole ass truth. <laughs> like, fix it from fix it from here on out. You know,
1: um, I'm the only blind guy in my neighborhood. I know that. Yes, <laughs>
3: the same here.
1: Seen anybody? Oh man, it's probably in my. Well, oh, no, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> the, only per- the only person walking around my neighborhood, right, at least. I was
3: gonna say you are jumping into Michigan now. That's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say my kind. There's
1: definitely some older
3: generation that are. Bad, but. Um, but no, that's, that's the big thing. So the second course, and this is where Kelly, you'll love it. And, and this is where inclusive starts to shine. So I was, I was pitching a big company. their a fortune 500 company about hiring some inclusive graduates. Right. And I was like, man, if y'all just give me like job qualifications, right. What software are you going to use? How's it going to work? You know, I'll train them and they can directly come to you and you can essentially they're good to go. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have the most loyal employees. Ever. So like if
2: they're going to work on Java or something like that.
3: Yeah. If they're going to work on Java, if they're going to be customer success, what's the CRM you use, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. And they're like, well, we kind of keep that, you know, close to the hip and we don't really want to share that. But how did you build this? And I said, well, I hired a bunch of blind people from the school for the blind and I taught them how to be QA engineers. And they're like, "Oh shit! Can I get some of them?" And I said, "Well, you can't have mine, you know, yeah. <laughs> but I can definitely make more." And they so said, "My blind guys, <laughs> yeah. They, yeah, no shit." i They're all mine.
1: They're all mine. You're uh, blind people over here. too. is. <laughs> I'm trying, bro. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Why do you think I brought the U-Haul to this
1: podcast? Trying to build the <laughs> army, yeah. Take over.
3: And um, <laughs> and so what I what I did is I uh. I pitched that to like five other big companies and they were all like, yeah, you're telling me we could have accessibility like QA as -hmm. a part of the product life cycle. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, Oh my God. And I'm like, y'all really didn't think about this. Y'all have billions of dollars. And yeah. this is this is groundbreaking, and they're like, "Well, <laughs> we didn't know blind people could use computers," and they we. don't add
1: it to the budget, though. We yeah. didn't know blind people could use computers, right? And, that's, yes, ask a yeah, blind thing. person to give it to
2: you for free. Yeah. I've had uh, so yeah. many companies come to me now, and actually, a couple of them were very, very big companies, and mm-hmm. asking me to help them with making their you know product or uh, application more accessible, and. Ask them about a budget. Sorry, we have no budget for this. We just thought you might want to help.
3: Oh my god! Yeah,
2: y'all can come to Clusive. Uh, <laughs> I O use use discount
3: code Anthony <laughs> Anthony ten right. Anthony gets fifteen percent. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> we don't was, have a discount just code. Sick. It's like they tried. like just rob like it's oh it's insane. Oh, it
3: is, and it's like it, it, it. I don't understand the gap on that one, but. That being said, the first vocational rehab or vocational focus course that we're launching is that of an accessibility engineer. So an engineering test focused on accessibility. And so we're hopefully in mass going to be producing blind, visually impaired people that are trained to be QA for accessibility and deploying them into these companies so that accessibility is a part of the product lifecycle. I think that's step one of the big strategy, Mm -hmm. right?
2: How do we hold these companies Up to the standard of hiring these blind individuals like how do we make them put their money where their mouth is because like you said there's these big companies some of the biggest in the nation with the accessibility hirings and you would be amazed at how they are yeah there's so what what can we do to raise awareness and like really you know push that like yeah and this this isn't to pump inclusive but for all the
3: for all the blind visually impaired people out there go to your state agency request use inclusive um, because when we have supply of trained people, when we have a a, 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 supply of trained people, that is when we can push even harder. And that's, I mean, honestly, what my job is now is to grow inclusive, but it's also like fighting for this because I've, yeah. I'm with you, Dan and Anthony, like the, the, uh, um, We're collecting all the blind people. The, well, the D E and I, the D E and I statements, right? Every company is like, you know, here's this big D E and I thing. Here's this, here's this, here's that. Um, but they forget the I. Like, there isn't inclusion. You're not including people that are differently abled, you know? And, and, and you're, they, they just make these big, bold statements. And so I think one of the first things we can do is show the value and show the supply opportunity, right? Like, there's a labor shortage right now. But we have 7.6 million blind, visually impaired Americans with an unemployment rate of
2: 76%. How many hmm. of them are massage therapists, Luke? <laughs> blind people? We're not gonna offer that training, Anthony. <laughs> yeah. I don't wanna get I your just hopes wanted up. to make sure. That I just there's that's like the misconception is if you're hey. blind you think all to else I'm thing. just gonna do a massage. I had it one I point. did it. Dan is that did a thing? it. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. really a thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's right? a thing.
0: That's
1: like one of the only it, things
2: Dan told me it was becoming a stripper, but maybe Dan, there's a
1: small niche market for that. There's a small, I think
2: there's a, a, TikTok there's a fetish for that. for
1: that. Yeah. Oh
2: um, God. No, what was I going to say? Oh, I wanted to I make you aware though, any blind or visually impaired people that are listening, because Luke's telling you, go to your agency. Ask, right. ask for about inclusive. Everyone who's blind or visually impaired, uh, every state has an agency and yeah. Yeah. everyone is, is, uh, Able to use those resources. Fucking VRT over That's here, dude. And if you go to Clusive, <laughs> everything except O and M, but I do O and M too. If,
3: if you go to inclusive.io uh, backslash student, or if you go to just inclusive.io, and like at the very top, the third thing you'll come to using a screen reader is students, right? Uh-huh. If you click that, you can select whether you have a counselor or not. And if you do, put your info in, their info in. We'll email you and your counselor at the same time, saying, "Hey, we well, liable." Joe wants inclusive right mm-hmm. if your name's joe out there i'm specifically talking to you.
1: listen Joey. yeah log on your computer right it's like
2: five joe. of my cousins joe yes. now don't forget about vinny
3: <laughs> hashtag free joe <laughs> oh man speaking of vinny random sidebar here I, I drove by a restaurant earlier today it said uh don Vito's italian over here in in daytona is oh, that from bam uncle. margera
2: no, is it's my no, uncle.
1: That's his uncle. They shipped the uh, New York yeah. water down here to make yeah, the they pizza They make dough. the
2: pizza with the New York water. Well, Don is like no, dead, Don, I think.
1: Don Vito. I think that's just, a, <laughs> that's just a classic. Was that his <laughs> uncle or something? That, that was his uncle. That who did, did like 100 <laughs> shots.
3: <laughs> he got kicked out of a strip club <laughs> in Colorado or something like that. That was <laughs> the last I heard of it. And then yeah,
1: I don't think it's him. I don't think it's It was him. out of business. So. Don Vito. Don well, you know, Vito. Give me the gabagoo. Mm. The gabagoo.
3: That's a quote. Medical. <laughs> <laughs> Dan was sounding like the the Godfather earlier. It was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, <laughs> yeah,
1: soon we were on all the blind people. <laughs> Dan was um, just
3: pitching me on blind SpaceX. Elon, please hit me up. We're, yes, uh, Elon, we were on you soon. We were. Uh, <laughs> We will all be in your space the Falcon, Does the Falcon 6 <laughs> We'll have be Braille? building the
1: Falcon, <laughs> the Falcon Braille.
2: The Falcon Braille.
1: The Falcon Brailer.
2: We will call it the Louis Rocket.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> the Louis Perkins. Falcon 12. Falcon
0: 12.
1: <laughs> Falcon num- num- number sign dot one dot one two. Oh, 12. Got it. There we go. This... <laughs> 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 I hope Elon gets a hold of this one. <clears throat> yeah, um, man. I hope you're. You gotta be a believer now, inclusive. If you're hearing
2: that. What are the next steps for inclusive though?
1: So wait, after
2: 186, after number 186, you got your first investor, right? Yep. 186 was our first investor. Mm-hmm. So like, shit, you probably psyched, right? You're like, can't believe this is. Oh. I thought, we heard the GoPro. I thought you would be like, so you're probably like 186, you know, we did this, like it's happening. It's the start. The first. So what were those feet? I need to know what those feelings were like, like 185 <laughs> down. And then just it was, top.
3: Oh, it was wildly like celebratory. Right. But I was like, at that point, it's not that you believe it's too good to be true, but you're just like, I'm never going to feel full again. I'm going to be so damn hungry. Mm. So I didn't really celebrate all that hard. Um, but what I did find was that, like, the pressure transitioned, right? It went from, like, oh, man, I got to get this funding so I can build this thing because I can't do it all myself, uh, to, you know, two months later, three months later, we had oversubscribed, which we, like, overfilled our, our fund, right? We were targeting 500K, and we ended up raising 864000 mm-hmm. Um But then at that point, it went from the hey, pressure. Yeah, it's a big fucking problem. <laughs> and... Uh, you know the pressure went from oh I got to get this money, to oh wow, I have one opportunity to properly deploy this capital, mm-hmm. build my dream, and change the lives of millions of people, and that was the heaviest moment. <laughs>
1: Ooh, yeah, of my
3: on. of my adult fucking life so far, and and. Oh but
2: I'll it, take the money and run. But it <laughs> but <he laughs> went oh yeah, Venezuela, here we come. No, it was,
3: um, <laughs> he said he loves Mexico. <laughs> what well, I, I had to ask Tom, the you know, I was like, bro, do you think they'd get mad if like we, you know, bought a Rolex? And
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like,
3: yeah, bro, you cannot do that yet. Like, okay, fine. Um no, and fine. so, you know, but that moment of pressure kind of quickly faded because we had a moment with Levi where he was just like, you know, at that point he was um no longer being paid by the state. I was paying him myself because I was like, you're not going to keep making minimum wage. We're going to pay you good money. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can't like promise you part-time employment yet. You're, you know, you're a contractor. So I made him a contractor. You know, I talked to him and he just had produced some great work for us. He and I had spent like five hours QAing a site together. And he's like, yeah, man, like (laughs) my mom's really stressed about like, you know, brailing my homework. So like, Like, this really sucks. And, like, he wasn't complaining to complain, but he was just, like, kind of asking for professional guidance, you know? Like, how do what do I do? And I was like, man, I would never tell you to drop out of school because, like, that's not the option, I don't think. But um, I don't really know, but I'm here for you. And it was after that that I realized that, like, any pressure I felt was just stupid. I was like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, you have a big challenge. Yeah, you have a big thing. Here's this
1: kid, this young kid. Yeah at the beginning of his life trying to make these decisions that you know are going to change the entire path of his life
3: entire course um
1: in a in a way that can in some ways not be reversible but
3: yeah and it just hit me that like that's happening all over this country and other countries and it's on me especially
1: other countries
3: and ever since then man like it went from pressure to being blessed with opportunity like yo i get to build this shit every day my life is so good. <laughs> no matter how hard it is, 20-hour <laughs> mm-hmm. day, it's, you know.
2: It's where does that drive come from? Does it come from the Army? Does it come before that? Like, where does that? It comes
1: from getting stuffed in the trailer, man.
2: <laughs> I think, it, like, honestly, I think it comes from the
3: inner rebel. You know, for a long time, I attributed the entrepreneurship bug to growing up in poverty and not having much and wanting great grand things, right? Mm-hmm. But that's kind of easy to satiate. You don't have to make that much money to get yourself a decent house, mm-hmm. maybe a nice car, mm-hmm. and go on nice dates, right? Like that's kind of easy to like fill yourself up on. It also doesn't fill you. Exactly, exactly. And what I came to is that it's not growing up in poverty that made me a badass like business leader entrepreneur that I like to say fuck you. If something is wrong, I like to fight, but only only for the oppressed. You mm. know, like yeah, they, I like I want to be. The, I don't want to be the underdog, but like make me the underdog. Get me fired
1: up right now. Yeah, dude.
3: and it's like, like <laughs> so yo, you tell you tell me you don't care about this problem. Cool. I by myself, I'm gonna go change it, and I'm gonna build an army behind me. And now, like, something. like you know, you look at you too. You look at your followers. You look at like Dan. You've seen the growth, man. You've you've been mm. a part of this since like day five, mm. <laughs> and. It's like we do have an army and it's just starting, you know? Mm -hmm. We're just now publicly talking about it.
1: Coming for you, Elon. They'll all be ours. ours. Who said that?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Shit, this is one video.
1: (laughs) No, um, dude, that's amazing. Yeah. That just, I love that uh, sentiment and where that comes from because I definitely feel that way. Um, Especially like, yeah, you see someone who's who's down you want to fight for them and it yeah. gets me fired up And the whole telling somebody who like you said get, getting in front of these large companies and then just seeing the lack of of knowledge for the the blind community and the lack of even care to do anything about it which when they have a lot of power to actually make a difference and then it's like dude what what are you guys doing No. Yeah. so we're <laughs> that I have that, a question next step
2: when you're like, because you have to pitch to a lot of big investors and things like that. It's yeah. a lot of, you're rubbing elbows with people that tough, have a lot of money. Tough people. There's people yeah. that are very elite.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Not to get like kind of swayed sometimes, but like that world, it's like you're seeing all this stuff and you know, some of it looks great. It, you're influenced by all the people you're around, but how do you stay true to yourself and true to your vision, like true to that path of inclusive and not getting jaded or swayed by any of that stuff?
3: I think because I enjoy it, right? Like, I think it's easy to influence someone who's not happy. You know what I mean? And, like, just this is not maybe an abstract example, right? But if, like, if you read, like, CIA doctrine, right? When they try to turn someone against their, their country, against whoever they're working for, they find the person that's under immense pressure. They're going through a divorce. They hate their boss. They you know, someone did them wrong and they have a reason to turn and it's like, you know, in in this, what I'm doing, like I was telling Dan before we hopped on, like in Idaho today, right? We just opened up two job opportunities at college for accessibility testers. Those are gonna pay like sixty K each. I don't even know the blind people that are gonna go into those jobs. And bro, I could shit a purple Twinkie. I'm like <laughs> stoked on cloud nine. Shit I'm purple. like purple.
1: shit a purple Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's you know. a, a Texas oh, term right I'm going shit name of this
2: episode. <laughs> As
1: a matter of fact, I have shit purple. <laughs> I would never
2: know if I should a purple twinkie. I'll yeah. tell you that one. You don't texture <laughs> <So, laughs> I wish I could. You, I no. You don't give it Kelly, a. Have I ever, did you ever see my poop? Just the, after the surgery, that weird oh. thing. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh. I, I pooped out a long strain of toilet paper after surgery. Oh. <laughs>
1: Some, <laughs> Some gauze.
2: Yeah, the guy was like. Sometimes I forget to tell people it's up there, and they call me after the first <laughs> bowel
1: movement. <laughs> oh, fuck. No.
2: god! Did she pull it out like one of those magicians? No, with they a, said do the not pull it out. Do not. You have to naturally pass it. I had to get like all these like. I tried like an electrolyte drink that was supposed to help, like so I forget. It was just oh so man. I was pleading. I was literally making. Uh, deals with God on the toilet. God Dude.
1: and the devil. Yeah. Team. Mm-hmm. Team.
3: Butthole issues. Huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so excited I can shit some purple gauze, man. Shit purple gauze. Four bad emeralds. Four bad, <laughs> <laughs> four bad <apples>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: On the next episode of Three Bad Assholes. So <laughs> probably, got,
1: probably got a few more than four. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs>
2: Sponsored by Taco Bell. <laughs> so what's what's next for inclusive? What's next for Luke? What's next for Luke? Man,
3: I wanna take this to the next level. Like we're uh you know, we're in that startup phase and it's building this to growth to where it can really make the impact that it needs to make and that's you know, and then expanding it into deafness and neurodivergence and like, you know, really just building the inclusive solution. Because if there's one thing I love, it's like, oh my god, you're telling me that I can get paid to innovate for people that are oppressed. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. You know, where was that job description in high school? <laughs> like,
2: yeah. like here I am, bro. That's where you have to create them. Exactly. Pioneer.
3: You do. And you know, it's, it's, that's also a big part of inclusive is it's not just training. It's not just like, Hey, you know, you happen to be blind and this is how you use zoom and the things you need to enter the model workforce. It's, Fuck that ceiling! Fuck the ceiling that people put on top of you and said you can't escape this. Mm -hmm. Fuck the fact that people think you need to go work in a warehouse. Like you're gonna go and you're gonna do whatever the hell you set your mind to. And like we want to enable that. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That's
3: Clusive's like heart and soul.
1: Right. It's not just getting jobs, but jobs that can support. It's um,
3: building a a family. How did we say in the original video? It's uh, jobs that can support the making the American dream accessible.
2: Mm-hmm. There you go. You know,
1: to be able to have a family, have a kid.
2: That was some of my biggest cuz I grew up like I grew up with my blindness like since I was born. So the whole time, you know, I was so worried about like how am I going to support a family one day? How am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. Like serious fears at like yeah. at 13, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Like terrified because I knew it was just like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know that feeling of being on social security and getting these checks and being like you, this isn't enough to. This is enough to survive. This is not enough to live. Also, Unless just that feeling
2: done. of just getting yeah. a check every month. It's yeah, like, yeah. That when you, when you feel like you're capable of so much more. Yeah. You like some people need that because they're it's unable a trap, to man. actually work. It's
1: a trap. But we can yeah. work. Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah. well, how can people support Clusive right now? What's what's the best way? For next steps like how can people listening get involved and mm. support clusive from that like if they're not blind or visually impaired how can they support and if they're blind how can they get involved
3: so if you're if you're not blind visually impaired the best thing that you can do is you can go to your state agency state division of blind services workforce commission however they call it and you can say hey you know have you heard about clusive any pressure send them an email send them an mm. inquiry right send clusive an email we'll sell you who to email back um any any which way we will make that starting happen. the
2: conversation about yeah.
3: inclusive and at your employer if you work at a big tech company or any company say hey do we have a job that a blind person can do and you know maybe don't even ask that cuz yeah, they probably cause don't know they're not going to know, gonna know yeah. they're not yes. going to know they say hey why aren't we hiring you know inclusive talent cuz i know a place where we can mm. right there boom you just helped us create opportunity on both sides by doing two simple things one question one email You've just helped change the life for how no, who knows how many people. Now, if you are blind, visually impaired, you go to inclusive.io. There's an option very, at the very top of the nav menu that says, hey, uh, students. It says students on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And if you click that, you can say, I have a counselor, or I don't. So if you're not currently enrolled in vocational rehab or with an agency, you put your contact information in, uh, and we'll reach out to you and tell you how to get involved um, and get inclusive training. Is there an age requirement? No, no, it works for for the pre-ETS, as the state calls them, so the pre-employment transition services are the teenagers. Um, It's really ideal for getting people that are ready to go to college, and they're like, man, I have to navigate, Mm. like, Blackboard or Canvas now. By the way, Blackboard Canvas, I want to talk to you. (laughs)
2: That's right. (laughs) um, Hit them up. uh, God, I remember using all those. Yeah. How can you get involved with Clusive if you're not a student or trying to be in the workforce, but I want to learn these skills better, and I'm blind? You can, uh, I mean, some states have social rehab, is what they call it,
3: right? Where you're like, perhaps it's a grandma that's lost her vision, but she wants her grandkids to be able to see her on Zoom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some states have social rehab where we'll help with that. Um,
1: and that the case, is you rehab. Have? Oh, sorry, Dad. no, I was mm-hmm. gonna say right now that is a population that's being swept under the rug as far as the heavy push towards vocational. But yeah, they- that's
2: what I was gonna say. <laughs> is there a plan for inclusive in the future? Like, I, I know everything takes a while, but to mm-hmm. kind of Include that whole group.
3: The entire plan. So right now, the selling to the state governments is funding the growth of Clusive. Right, we're going to become a profitable profitable company, grow, expand, and so forth. The long term goal is to create the Khan Academy for the blind and visually impaired. We want an open source, easy, free access way where anybody can go online and upskill and learn the skills that they need at any age. Right. If you're seven years old, you should be able to learn how to use Zoom, right? Because, I mean, remote classes these days are a thing. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then we'll own all of them. I was, I was just going to say, we're going to have our Falcon <laughs> Dots number sign 1245. We have Dan
3: backslash golem over here doing our, doing our social media.
1: we <laughs> own all of the persons who are blind. Dan's the recruiter. So <laughs> I don't know who gets in trouble for that one. Oh, <laughs> me. I'll take the blame on that. Oh man, no! It's um, it's
3: amazing. That's that's the biggest thing. Is just
1: man. Yeah. People, ask here. Ask your local vote. Help, okay, yeah. help us fight.
3: Email us fight. Email founders at If you don't know what to do, and the directions are unclear, and something's caught in the ceiling fan. And
2: if there you, you own a
1: business, reach out. Let's get somebody in yes. there. A capable yes. person. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah, and if you have a higher up. Uh, Place in a business, and you have power to, you know, kind of help this move forward and get mm-hmm. get more inclusivity in your work. Even if
1: it's hiring one person, yeah,
2: it, you well, don't yeah. understand changes lives. Mm-hmm.
1: It really does. Those who want to work, you know what I mean, and are willing and are, are well, think, you know grateful to have a job, man.
3: I think that that's an interesting perspective. Most people don't understand is that there's a population like these people. Most people do not know what it's like to be unable to work. Like, not because they don't want to, but because no one will give them the shot. Mm -hmm. Or because they're missing some key piece of training that everybody else takes for granted.
1: And when you give somebody, that is the most powerful thing that's ever happened to me, is someone actually giving me an opportunity and believing in me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Change for skateboarding, that was huge. Like getting, um, you know, reached out to and getting those first flow boxes and stuff like that. Yeah, was like having someone <clears throat> believe in you is the most powerful thing that that uh, that can you that can really. It really is. It.
2: That's I think that's why with everything I do too. I put like if there's someone that kind of takes me under mm-hmm. their wing or mm-hmm. shows any interest, mm-hmm. I will put everything into it. Yeah, for that person too, like t- just yeah. to give me a chance. There yeah. like, was to prove myself.
3: My my first software engineering job where I discovered this whole thing. So I was like fresh out of this like coding camp thing and like. Those don't really prepare you to be an engineer. They say they do, but they they don't. And this guy, the CTO, took a shot on me, a big shot. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll be honest, he might have missed. Like, I wasn't that good of an engineer at that point. <laughs> like, I was still learning. He's still shitting purple twinkies. They weren't even purple at that
2: point. <laughs>
1: Wrong use of that term. They I just. Oh,
2: sorry. They just <laughs> still They're trying. When was, I was so, such a good. He went for it. you. swung me. <laughs> Oh, God. I need ba- I need beep- beeping baseballs <laughs> Beeping
3: baseballs The um, Yeah no so like one day He comes in yeah. He comes in And I'm mopping the kitchen And he's like what the hell are you doing You're an engineer And I was like bro you pay me 60k Like I don't know if you know this I got shot at for like 27k Like, yeah. like in <laughs> yeah, Afghanistan yeah. <laughs> Like like I'm mopping the day And I, I, I didn't even say that I said Oh, do you want me to do this like vertically instead of horizontally? Like, you know, up the hall and down the hall, like, and, and and like I thought he was saying I was stupid because I was an engineer I was mopping wrong, and he's like, no, dude, like we have people for that, and I'm like, I'm like, no, but I spilled some shit, and he's like, oh, we have, we have people for that. You're an engineer, go like get to work, do your job, and I was like, but that's the thing is when you hire someone that hasn't had a real good opportunity in their life prior, you're unlocking a level of loyalty and retention and growth mm-hmm. and motivation. That has never been never been seen or accessed before, right? Mm -hmm. So outside of hiring like veterans, how do how do you access that at scale? Welcome to people that have been trapped in vocational rehab for ten years. Mm -hmm. You know, I love it. Amazing. Is there is there a
1: what what's the number one eight six? Is there a radio number for that in the military? What, What do you mean? Like 186 Like a cop Is 187 Is one like eight a eight murder 186 I think
3: you've been listening To uh, uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony No that's that.
1: That's, that's <laughs> A lot of people oh, no. Have said that Well that's like Snoop no, Dogg 187 dog on mother- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if it's 186 though <laughs> that was, uh, Isn't that
2: Snoop? You were just singing uh, <laughs> uh, Dr. Green uh, What's his name? Uh, be no, Real That was, his, that was totally that, Be Real's voice That was his
1: cadence That was his cadence That was his cadence you know, shit shitting purple chickens. <laughs> shit, purple chickens. Oh man! You I just thought there'd be like a you're, cool code for one eight six. You're
2: a cotton-headed ninny, muggins. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I went for it.
1: But yeah, don't
3: that's, that's offensive, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't went for like that. <laughs>
2: we went there. All right, thank you so much, man, for coming on. Yeah, Dude, thank you. Man. Really appreciate you making the trip. He came all the way to Florida. Yeah, extended his
1: stay. Drove from Miami yesterday.
3: Well, the rugged maniac. the,
1: we're here for the with Miami. the rugged. Yeah, you helped Levi. Yeah, we were guided.
3: Yeah, Levi, the the the, the blind engineer yeah. they were talking about. He ran the rugged maniac. He did most of the obstacles by himself. Well, that's insane. Yeah, it's like an obstacle course. Oh, dude, I want to do running. one yeah. next year. Let's next year. Let's do it. I'm down. Um, no, he did all Before the obstacles by, by himself. Except yeah. for like the fire pits, there's like these like fire logs you oh, have to jump over, nears. and he's like, I don't want to do it. And I was like, Dude, I'll just throw you on my back and we'll do it. And he's like, <laughs> and he said, This is what Levi says to me. He says, You know, if you drop me, I can't work, right? And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, bro. Like, oh, <laughs> we're good. <laughs>
1: yeah, we'll find a job for you. Yeah. You're sweet, dude.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh man.
2: All right. No. Well, this has been an amazing episode of Four Bad it's been Eyes. Very inclusive. With it's a great. very inclusive episode.
1: Yes. Um, like, unlike unsubscribe, leave a bad comment. Yeah, please
2: leave bad comments. Um, about, about me. <laughs> um, about Luke. About four me, bad God. eyes
1: across the board, F-O-U-R. You can email me, dan at fourbadeyes.com. me
2: at fourbadeyes.com.
1: My personal account is Dan the Mancine across the board.
2: ASF Vision. Find us everywhere at fourbadeyes.com. Keep pushing. One love. One love. Keep pushing and one love from four bad
0: eyes.